Welcome back to A Beer in Business. We're here with Cassie Brown, the founder, the CEO, and the inspirational center of Smart City Apartment Locating here in Dallas, Texas. It's a privilege to have you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. It's making me feel way cooler than I am, so I'm, I'm excited. Well, you're pretty cool <laughs> and your company is pretty cool and you're, you're doing it in an industry that has got a lot of competition and, and you boldly walked in. But first, we're here at the Community Beer Company and we are celebrating with them this summer their Texas Lager. This is a beautiful, beautiful, smooth, wonderful lager for the beer lover in you and it's a great summer drink. Mm. And we appreciate Community Beer Company allowing us to be here again for another episode of A Beer in Business. So what, what led you to take your very first step? You were sitting somewhere doing something and you said, you know, in all of the real estate and all the apartment locating stuff that's out there, I think there's room for someone to do it better, cooler, differently. And damn it, I'm going to be that girl. What's so funny is that that's actually, um, that didn't go through my head at all. So. Um, when I started, you know, I was, I was uh, going through a breakup at, you know, 21 years old and I was like, well, I need money. Um, and, I, you know, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my real estate license and I'm going to sell million dollar homes, right? Well, turns out I didn't know any millionaires. So, um, and apparently you have to know millionaires in order to sell million dollar homes. Who can write a so, check for a million dollar yeah, home. Yeah, who can write a check for a million dollar home, right? Um, <laughs> so I didn't know any of those. So I was like, okay, well, what do all my friends need? Uh, it turns out all my friends needed apartments. So I started kind of like soliciting myself on Facebook at, you know, this was nine years ago and just kind of, uh, you know, started helping my friends and then my friends would tell their friends and I kind of built my business around that. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of years later, it was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Now, now I'm an apartment locator. <laughs> um, and it, it kind of just, it's, it kind of scaled from there, so. When did you realize that you were, from helping friends, you said, wow, there's a business here and I'm, I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna run with it. Well, I always had a passion for marketing. Um, I thought it was like uh, a, a really cool thing to kind of get in, in the way that, that minds worked. And you know, I noticed that when I was looking for an apartment, you know, I was kind of a psycho about it. I was like, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look everything everywhere. And you know, um, in Austin, this is, and this is where I started, I started in Austin. And in Austin in the summer, everyone wanted to live in 78704. It was like the cool place to live, right? Is that where the bats um, are? That South Congress, yeah, that's where the bats are. Everyone wanted to live there, but the, these properties would be 100% occupied. So most locators would just be sending a list to, to um, clients. And then I had like two or three clients call me mad. And they were like, hey, you sent us this property, but when I told you I wanted, you know, that's the one I was interested in, you said that, oh, it's 100% occupied. And I was like, well, I'm gonna start calling before I send you properties now because that's, and, and that, that one little piece of service where I was like, you know what? I'm going to take care of the client first, kind of turned into the, this whole thing. It was just, it, you know, I put the clients before myself, before commission, before everything, and it shaped the way the business was, was it built, basically. So suddenly people that are looking for apartments are now getting the level of service that a professional realtor would get you when you say, hey, I got 300 grand or I've got a loan, I've got some things set up and I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna buy a townhouse, I'm gonna buy a house and you get this wonderful service from realtor because you've got this economic capability and then renters didn't normally have that. And you put that first and said, okay, I'm gonna treat you well the way a, a realtor would treat you if you were going after a bigger house. Definitely, and, and even, even more so sometimes, you know, uh, and we, we made it so much more casual. Like sometimes realtors can like put a suit and a tie on and they, 
you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to show you this house. And it, it, it's not stuffy at all. And I hated the stuffiness of that. And so I was just like, I'm going to wear jeans and a t-shirt and I'm going to be me and you're going to be you. And I'm just going to help you find what you need. I'm going to solve that problem for you, you know? And, and it just, it, it became so client focused that, um, you know, now it's, it's our brand that people trust because I'm very picky on who I hire. I don't hire people who are already licensed. I don't hire realtors. I hire people who are good people. You know, I hire people for values who, who really care about people. And then I train them how to do real estate. Um, and that's kind of what's been the difference between our business and everybody else in the industry. So. Well, service first, you hire the people that can deliver the service. Yes. And then you say, and if you'll be patient, I'll yeah. train you to do what I need you, you to do. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, at, at, the, at the end of the day, you know, there's 10 apartments. They all look the same. You know, it's, it's most of it's the same stuff. But, you know, I can train apartments, but you can't train people how to be good people, you know. Um, and so you hire for that. That's what I hire for. You know, every picture I've seen of you, it's been like this. Highly styled, but very <laughs> casual. No, I mean, this is, you know, but what it, it says to this is this is a person like me. This is an approachable person. This isn't the stuffy real estate agent. That's, I mean, that's one of our values. One of our values is that we're real people. Like, we're human beings. And what goes with that is like, we treat people like friends, we care about people, and we're also human beings that can make mistakes and we can wear whatever we want to. Like, like I wanna create a place where people can be themselves, you know, both at work and for at home. So, and, and that's been my whole thing is like, I never wanted the stuffy corporate office. I just wanted to be me. And the truth is, is like professionalism now, like what we believe in and our values, like professionalism is just doing what you say you're gonna do and taking care of people and going the extra mile. And you don't have to wear a suit and tie to do that. Fantastic. How do you balance this tremendous theme and around service and good people, you just said, with performance? Because it's also a business and you gotta get performance out of it. So you can be laid back to a certain degree. What is your leadership style to get accountability and throughput and all the things that CEOs need to get out of their team? See, there's a, there's a big difference between um, being laid back and being human. You know what I mean? Like, like you can be like a real person um, and be laid back and approachable, um, but still have goals, you know? And, and, that, and that's a big thing. It's like the solving the right problems and, and setting goals and achieving them is what actually creates happiness. I don't think that, you know, just being yourself in a job or, you know, wearing a t-shirt and jeans, those, don't, those things don't create happiness. I think that happiness comes from a job where you set these goals and you set these high standards for yourself and you're like, I don't know if I can do this, but you put the effort in, you put the work in, you put the time in and, you know, you're working around the clock. And when you hit that, that, that right there is happiness. You know what I think is re really interesting you know, about your company is I was reading what the clients were saying about it and how they found the apartment, they found what they wanted and how you facilitated that. So, you know, describe for me a little bit, you know, from your side of it. So someone calls you and what you put around this attitude of service was a, a delivery of helping you find the perfect place. Yeah. Take me through the, the customer experience on that. Yeah. Hey, I want to find a place, it's me and a roommate. He works there, I work there. You know, we don't want to be too far from here or here. Here's our facts, we got good credit, I'll show it to you, go. You contact us for an apartment and, and you're looking for something and the main thing for us is like, we know how difficult it is to be looking for an apartment and, and there's an overwhelming amount of options. So like what we do is, you know, we kind of narrow that down for you. When we send a list, it's not like, here's a list of five apartments that work for your budget and your move date. When we ask questions, we're not like, what's your budget? What's your move date? You know, how many bedrooms do you need? We're like, where do you work? 
You know, do we want to get you a close commute? Where do your friends live? Like, where do you party? You know, do you, do you like party? Or, or would you rather be close to White Rock Lake and be close to the trail? Do you have a dog? Do you need a yard for your dog? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, are, what exactly are you looking for? And then we tailor our searches around that. So, and, and so when we're sending you between four and eight options for apartments, we've cut out the other thousand options and narrowed it down to just these. And we get pricing availability, like accurate pricing availability, like that day. So like we call every property and we say, what do you guys got for this move-in date? you know, for this, for this type of client. So it's, it's hyper-personalized on a whole other level. And people know, and that's why, that's why the brand has grown so much because there isn't inconsistencies in our service. You know, uh, everybody in the, in the company provides this same level of service. And you know that if you work with, you know, uh, Agent A or Agent B, you're gonna get that same quality. And, 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 I, and that's because the people that work for us have the same values that we do. That is fantastic. You just talked about growth. Can you paint a picture of growth of like what the past three years have been like? I know you've gone to some other cities. I don't want to spoil it because I want to hear yeah. it from your voice because oh, wow. your, your heart and it, look at you speak here. You're, you're, you're somewhere between full enthusiasm and an espresso machine. And it's <laughs> and a I lot think, of energy. <laughs> there's a lot of energy, but it's, it's people going to look at it and say, when I build a company or my company, that's the kind of energy I want or I want to be associated with. Take us these three years and tell us what the growth has been and how you as a CEO has led the company through that growth. Start, we, we officially got our first office five years ago. Um, and that's when like, the company officially started. Um, and every year since then, we've doubled in size. Um, the first couple of years, it was kind of easy to double. You know, It was like, okay, let's add two or three more agents and we're doubled. Um, this last year, we tripled in size. Um, and that aged me about seven years <laughs> because uh, you know getting getting from you know a four million dollar company to a ten million dollar company going from 30 employees to a hundred employees um, is a whole different ball game operationally on the back end so it's been more fun than i have ever had in my entire life and it has been harder and i have had to face some things myself and look at myself and realize that like, hey, I've made a lot of mistakes here and I need to learn from those mistakes. And so it's been, it's been amazing and I've been very self-critical as well. So it's, it's, been, it's been the, the toughest couple of years and the best couple of years I've had in my entire life. So you started in Austin and yes. then well, you're here in Dallas. Yes. So, so how did you get here? And then I heard okay. there's another city you've expanded to. Yes. So. Um, my wife, my current wife, she was my girlfriend at the time, she actually forced me to move to Dallas. Um, and I came kicking and screaming because I loved Austin. I was, I'm Austin born and bred, you know? Um, but, but, you know, I, I moved to Dallas uh, and, and Dallas is such an amazing city. I, 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 couldn't, I could never move back to Austin um, only because I've, I've fallen in love with Dallas and the opportunity that, that it pr provides here. So when I started officially in Austin, um, but my first office was in Dallas, and then we actually opened the Austin office um, about a year and a half after the Dallas office. So I kind of did things backwards. Um, but, uh, but we actually last year just opened Houston too. And so we've had a lot of growth. Um, I will say that the, the other cities, like having, having other cities where it's not in your headquarters, it's a lot harder because it's harder to, to be there. You have to be there to really grow things. But you know, you put the right people in place. Like our teams in Austin and Houston are incredible teams. I mean, these people, they kill it, man. They are just amazing at what they do. And, and they're the reason that we're growing in those cities. I have an idea. Can you share a mistake you made that 
didn't work out and you just had to reel the whole thing in, clean up the spilt milk off the floor and it was just a mistake. Absolutely. And then after that, Cher, here's where I made a mistake and here's where I found a silver lining. Absolutely. I mean, I, uh, I have made a lot of mistakes over the last few years um, and I think that's part of it, you know, and, and uh, one specific mistake that I've made um, is, I, you know, at, through all this growth, when we tripled last year, um, I didn't create enough of a plan to show people their growth within the company. Um, and so where a lot of people started getting restless was, hey, I don't know where I'm going in this company. I don't know what, I don't know what's next. Um, and I didn't show them, hey, this is where you can go. Uh, and I didn't create that clear plan because in my head, I, I didn't communicate my vision enough. Um, and, you know, and I get in trouble with my words sometimes. Sometimes I don't say the right thing or, you know, and especially the bigger that we get, the more I'm under a microscope. And, and that, that happens with, um, you know, with just people taking things the wrong way. Um, and so I made a lot of mistakes with that. And we actually lost some people. Um, we, we lost some really great people. Um, and, you know, I, I, I kicked myself for a long time and said, you know, hey, this was, this was a mistake that I made and all these things. Um, and, you know, what I did is I created this super long list of questions um, and I did very thorough uh, in exit interviews with every person that left. And I figured out, okay, here's what I need to change. This is what I need to do. And this is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to fix it. Um, and this is how I'm going to fix myself too. Did you um, share with that transparently with your crew to say, yes. you know what? This person was a great person and I gotta apologize to you. I, as the entrepreneur, here's the, here's the entrepreneurial spirit I had, but here's where I made some mistakes and we've, we've lost this person and it's on me. Yeah, and, and ultimately, you know, I, I, I've stood in front of my team countless times and been open and honest and said, hey, there's a hundred of you in this room and I want you guys to know that like, I'm doing the very best that I can. Um, and, and I heard this quote the other day and, and Forgive me if I butcher it, um, but it basically says that, that people will forgive you for not being the leader that you're trying to be, but people will never forgive you for not being the leader that you say you are. And that's, that's, uh, that quote really went, went home for me because I was like, I, I want to be a better leader for everyone. And the more vulnerable I can be in front of people and say, listen, I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect human. This is my first time to run a company ever. I mean, I was an administrative assistant before this. Like, I have no experience, no college experience, nothing. So this, we're all going through our first time of scaling a company and it's exciting and it's fun. And there are some days when I come home and I'm like, this job is amazing. I love what I do and I love the people I work with. And there are some days where I come home and I'm like, whew, this was a tough day. You know, and and I think the more vulnerable you can be with your team, and the more open and honest you can be, and be like, hey, I'm a, I'm a human being too. That's one of our values. I'm a human. I make mistakes and I own up to it. Um, and all I can do is try to change things for the future. And some mistakes that had some silver linings. Silver you know, if we linings. don't make that mistake, we don't find this person. If we don't make this mistake, we don't discover that we're going to add this to our product service. Me as a human, you'll learn that I I just. I see the silver lining in everything. So even all of the people that I did lose um, uh, were not people that that um, that wanted to be here, you know. And so um, you know, being surrounded by a team that wants to be here is so is so important. You know, seeing those people leave was very very hard on me. Um, but ultimately, like like it was good because I learned so much from it and we've already implemented these changes. So I think that, that every single mistake that we make has a silver lining. You talked about surrounding yourself with good people inside. 
Who do you surround yourself or have been surrounded by on the outside? Could be one, could be five. There are those external mentors that became your cheerleaders when they realized, wow, you're, so you are building this. You're, you're taking this apartment servicing. You were doing Facebook with your friends. You're running with it. Yes, I am. Who are those mentors you had on the outside? I actually didn't have any mentors. A partial mentor was my stepfather. He was in land development. Um, he was the one who kind of pushed me to do this. Um, and he was just like, why not? Like, what do you have to lose? You know, it's just money. Like, whatever, you can go get a job if you lose your money. And I was like, okay, you're right. Like, there's not really any risk here. What a positive yeah. statement. Uh, Jump out of the airplane, yeah. man. Yeah, he, I, I wrecked his car one time. It was a Mercedes and I wrecked it. And I remember him telling me, you know, I was terrified to tell him. He was my stepdad of like a year or something. And I was like, I'm scared to tell this guy that I just wrecked his car. And so I was like, all right, Larry, I, I, I wrecked your car. I'm so sorry, okay, I'm so sorry. And you know what he said to me? He goes, it's just a car. We could buy another one. Like, That's why we have insurance. It's, it's, it's just a car. That's why we have insurance. And, and, and that mindset has kind of taught me to be okay with risk. You know what I mean? Like, bad things are going to happen, but, like, if you just work harder, you can do more. You know what I mean? Um, and so I also have a couple of other people that I've met along the way, especially recently, um, as we've, since we tripled last year. I've, I've been seeking a lot of outside um, help, and, you know, I've met a lot of people that are just good humans and, and have really helped me um, just better understand myself. So um, another person uh, would be actually my landlord at my office. Uh, his name is Mitchell. Yeah, he's the landlord of my office. And I, and I met him because uh, I, I had been looking for a new office for seven months. We were in 500 square feet, right? And we had 20 people in 500 square feet. Yeah. 500 square feet. 500 square feet. 20 people that we would fit, we would cram inside this room. People were sitting this close together working and like trying to find people apartments. I'm telling you, it was there were good times from that office. So I was looking for something that was bigger and um, we were at Method Coffee, which is now Fiction Coffee, one of our favorite coffee places. Um, and next door there was like this, this office space open and there were a bunch of guys in suits and the, the owner of Method was like, hey, there's a guy over there named Mitchell who has his office. And so I, I walked in there and I was like, are you Mitchell? And I was like, and he, and he was like, he was like, yeah, I'm Mitchell. I was like, oh, I love this office space. And I just went off. I was just so excited. And I was like, I'm so glad to meet you. Like, I love this office. I need it. Like, I really, really want it because we're in 500 square feet and I've got this many people. And, and he was like, I've never met somebody so excited to meet me. And I was like, I'm excited. And so we just instant friends. And you know, he's, he's twice my age and he has helped me navigate the waters on a lot of things real estate and I, and I really respect him. He owns a lot of commercial real estate property here and he's taught me a lot about um, just business in general. So, Well, I, you know, I love what you just said and you know, you are like a perpetual celebration. You have so much energy, perpetual celebration. And you kind of whispered to me when you came in here that you were celebrating because you just had like a record week. It was an important milestone. What happened? When we uh, got on Instagram, you know, a couple years back, we were like, okay, cool, we'll just start posting fun pictures around the office. And, and it kind of turned into so much more than that. So we have like 76,000 followers on our Instagram page here. And so what it's turned into is, you know, we'll, we'll post an apartment on, on um, Instagram and then all of a sudden we have people contacting us wanting to look at that apartment. And so I was like, wait, we've got something here. Like, this is crazy. And so it's built up to this many followers now. And so now what's happening is, even cooler and, and this just kind of fell into our laps we were like how is this happening so we're negotiating deals with apartments now and so apartments are coming to us saying hey we have units we need leased like we are struggling and you know um our, our previous record was like you know we, we we'll get hundreds of dollars off per month 
So say a one bedroom is like $1,400 a month, you know, in Uptown or Oaklawn or whatever, they'll call us and be like, hey, we want to be on your Instagram. We're willing to give you one bedrooms for $9.99 in order to fill up in bulk. Because you've got audience. Because and we've you've got, got audience. The, you've got, and you've yeah. got interested audience, capable audience that's going to convert yes. to customers. So they're coming to you as this modern digital media version of the back page of the Dallas Morning News from 1980. Exactly. And that's what social media has become. And so they're giving us $400 off a month, which is five grand a year in savings. For your client. For our clients. And we're like, yes, yes, we'll, we'll do that. You know, like, sure, sure, we'll take that. And so we started doing it and, you know, you know our record of all time, we leased, uh, we leased 35 units in one week and that was our record and that was the most we had ever done. And last week, um, we, did, um, we did a special with uh, a property um, uh, over at Walnut Hill and, and they were like, hey, we have 65 units that we need leased. And, I, and we were like, that's more than we've ever been able to do. Like, I, I, maybe we can lease 30, maybe, you know? And, um, and they're like, what prices do you need? And we're like, okay, well, we'll give you the prices we need. Here we know, here, here we go. Let's, like, we need 8.99 on this and we need 9.99 on this. And we, we, we send them this pricing and we're over here like, they're never gonna approve that. Like, that's crazy. Like th these savings are crazy. And they came back and they're like, approved. And we're like, oh shit. Like, all right, here we go, here we they go. They said yes. Yes, they said yes, let's go, let's go, let's go. And so we were hyped, we were so hyped. And so, you know, we just blasted it out to everyone. We leased all 65 in four days. Your best week effort was 35, and then you beat yes. your prior best, and, and you did 65. Just, it's just at one property. I mean, we, we, we leased thousands of apartments, but, but at one property, our record was 35 units. Last week, Got it. One property, we leased 65 units. We took them from a 78% occupancy rate to a 97% in four days. Insane, like unheard of. They probably fired their rental coordinator. <laughs> Why do we need you? We're gonna call these people. Yeah, it's just really cool because, you know, like we're, I'm in the business of win, win, win. If somebody has to lose, I don't wanna do it. I wanna play that game. I'm not, I'm not in that business. So the clients are winning, they're saving thousands and thousands of dollars. Our agents are winning because they're pumped because we have more happy clients and the property's winning because they're leasing in bulk and you know their investors are like cool we like Smart City. Because so. because rented for 1100 is better than empty for another week exactly. another month at 1499. Exactly exactly and so in this again it fell in our laps like you know and, and that goes back to my elevator tip just start something everything else will fall in line just start. Great, so you're out there setting vision and everything. How do you articulate that for people so that the new person coming in goes, wow, incredible vision, it's amazing where the company's going, I am here and I'm gonna follow her. How does, how does that come out to infect all those new people that are coming in, all those amazing people you just said you hired a whole bunch of this past year, where you tripled in size, how do you articulate that out as you're setting vision and that's the lane and that's what you're doing? It starts with values. It starts with, uh, you know, us agreeing. Because I think that it's a two-way street. So before I ever start talking about vision of the company, I make sure that, that that person aligns with our values and who we are, and that person's a good human and wants to do, do great things. Ray Dalio and, would say that's being in sync. Yes, Have being in sync. you read Principles? Um, I, by Ray Dalio, I, I haven't. I haven't, but it's been on my, it's on my list. I have like probably a hundred books on my list. I love that. Um, but yeah, so I start with values. And, and when I talk about the vision of the company, um, it's, it's more along the lines of like, what we can what we can do together 
you know, and, and, I, and I do have a vision for this company that, that could be so massive. I mean, the fact that we're helping people find places to live when they don't know, like when there are so many options and we're able to, to give that hyper-personalized service and we're able to negotiate these deal with properties where if you go through Smart City, you're getting thousands of dollars off per year. I mean, that's a trip. That's a, that's, go to Europe, backpack for a month on that money. You know what I mean? So like, like the fact that we're able to help our clients so much and, and when I, when I sell people on the vision of the company, it's not, it's not a sale. It's, it's more like, this is where we're going, and if this sounds like it's something that you wanna be a part of, then, then come on board. And, and you know, I, I have a vision that goes nationwide for this company. Um, and it starts with Texas, so before Tell we could ever that. get there. Tell me about that vision. I think the negotiated deals thing has, 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 uh, has creeped into my vision um, and now is at the forefront because uh, I didn't realize that that it could be so big and my vision has changed over the years you know first I was like oh let's just be a great apartment locating company and now it's like wait this is so much bigger um, and you know what we're doing in Dallas right now can be replicated in every city across the country um, and and what we do this level of service that we provide it, it can be replicated um, and 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 the thing is is that it would be so cool to be able to say, hey, I'm, I'm moving to Chicago or I'm moving to Nashville, Tennessee. And I, I, need, I, I know I need help, like that kind of help, that, that, that hyper-personalized service with people who really care. When you build a brand around caring, then that, that's what, what people remember. And to say, oh, I've got a friend moving here. It's like, oh, smart cities in that city. You know what I mean? And you know that that brand is a brand that you can trust. And that brand can go nationwide. Who are some of the CEOs, maybe you haven't even met them, or business leaders, because you said you've read, and you read about people in a lot of books. Who are some of the leaders that you've read about that you look at and say, wow, I like that, I want to be that, or that just taught me something really like that. Who are some of the ones you admire? There's actually um, somebody just recently, um, I, I was in a, uh, conference yesterday with somebody named Ann Rhodes and she built the culture um, she helped she was a big part in building the cult culture at Southwest and women in leadership is n naturally I, I have to love that because I think that's it's so important um, to, to, to see that equality and to see um, women standing up and, and building things and, and to see her bu help build the culture at Southwest and now at JetBlue, I mean, she's killing it. And I look up to her so much. Have you read Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl? Yes. Okay, that book changed my life. Um, he was a Holocaust survivor. From a horrible situation to have the horrible. attitude he has that comes across in his book is just phenomenal. It's unbelievable. Um, that book changed my life and I see him as such a strong leader in this world that, that to, to be able to go through something like the Holocaust and to be able to come out and say, you know, to find meaning in that suffering and, and to, to, to show the different ways that you can find meaning in life, I, I implement that in my business every day. You know, um, and, and all the hard things, there's, there's meaning in that. There's silver lining in that. Um, and so a lot of his practices I, I preach about quite often um, in, in our team meetings and stuff. So he, he's another one. Um, and then Stephen Covey, of course, um, his, his seven habits of highly effective people. He's a brilliant guy. You know, if you were in an elevator with a young entrepreneur, what two tips would you get them? If they're a brand new entrepreneur, the first thing again would be to start. Now, just do it. Just do it. And, and the second thing, is, you know, like I said in the beginning, read, get that knowledge, but also just build a company around 
doing things the right way, you know, and, and, and really caring about your people. Because if you, you put your people first, nothing else matters. You know, everything else will fall into place. And it always does. Well, here's to you, and here's to you going nationwide oh and seeing gosh. Smart City in all Thank those you. cities across the United States. Thank you so much for watching this week on A Beer in Business. We've been here with Cassie Brown. Go check her out, Smart City Apartment Locating. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. I'm Tom Ellsworth, The Biz Doc, and I hope we left you better than we found you.